This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is our 88 Films Slasher Classic Series of Reviews. Today we'll be looking at disc number 5, a little movie called Slaughterhouse. I'm your host Duncan McLeish, welcome to the show. That's right, we're on disc 5 already, which means we are 10 weeks into this. Surprisingly, still going strong? Question mark. Um, this series has delivered... A fair amount of duds, in my opinion, thus far. Um, now, I'm going to be upfront and honest. I did say at the start, this is my this is my weakness here. Slasher movies, not one that I am like seriously okay with. I know some, well, I know most of the classics, and I know some of the slightly lesser known titles. But there is a whole hell of a lot of movies I've never seen before, and Slaughterhouse was on that list. So I've checked it out for this episode. The review will be coming after the first break. Now this is your third and final episode for the week. Yeah, we toned it back, didn't we? We managed to keep it to three episodes. I feel good about that. I also feel good in saying that next week is going to pick up business. You know what I'm saying? We are about to throw a whole hell of a lot of content coming your way next week. Starting off tomorrow when we drop Andy Loves Art House episode number five, looking at Gaspar Noy's 2018 film, Climax. Um, that is one of my favourite reviews that I did with Andy Blockley uh, since we have started podcasting together. So I'm looking forward to you guys checking it out. That will drop on Monday. On Thursday, you will get a bonus instalment of the podcast under the stairs. Then on San Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday, you will get a bonus review of The Prodigy, the brand new horror movie made its way to the UK just over the weekend there. So you'll get a little review of that one as well and then swinging into Sunday 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 is the 88 films Italian collection series and that's what we'll be doing on there with the next movie and they are a little bit more jolly we're going to be looking at Amok really looking forward to that one that one is a bona fide classic question mark we'll find out we will find out um, the collection over there doesn't have the terms classic like this one does which has been questionable to say the least so yeah that is what is coming up for your perusal ladies and gents just want to spin off a very big thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show this year uh, numbers have been incredible feedback has been phenomenal and everyone seems to be getting down with a lot of the new kind of stuff we're doing um, not only in the formula, just in general having less guests on and uh, more content driven purely by myself, but the kind of newer show ideas we've been putting out seem to have been well received and that's including our um, look at the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure which um, yeah has turned out to be a ton of fun and given me insight to some movies that I'm finally ticking off my list and you guys are choosing wisely at the moment. 
We'll see if that continues. The trend may not continue much longer. But at the moment, we're all on the same page, ladies and gents. We're in it together. So I'm going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for this number five of the Slasher Classic series. This one is Slaughterhouse. I'm going to be back to discuss that movie and a whole hell of a lot more right after this. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael, hi. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. say he just reeks. But he's a good boy. But he has what you might call basic hygiene problems. Sometimes Buddy likes to mess around. And sometimes kids play in Buddy's slaughterhouse. And they make fun of Buddy. But Buddy likes to play with his friends. Let me go, fat boy! Don't scare the poor thing. Take off that damn mask. That's better. Don't mess with his hogs. Three hundred sixty pounds of fever mania. He's going all wild at the And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Slaughterhouse from 1987. This is disc number five in the 88 Films Slasher Classic series. Um, the blurb 
on their website says if you love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Hills Have Eyes then you're sure to pig out with the sickle shocks of 80s fright favourite Slaughterhouse. This corpse ridden classic introduced one of the screen's most memorable madmen and Buddy, a cleaver wielding backwoods Barry who along with his father Lester doesn't take kindly to trespassers. Buddy was brought up killing and packing meat, but now his rage turns to teens and the market capitalists that seek to buy out his dad's property. The end result is a tongue-in-cheek terror totem that returns from the VHS vaults to Blu-ray in this great new HD master scan from the original negative by director Rick Rosalier. Um, the special features on this one um, what's region unlocked brand new director approved uncut HD transfer interview with the director uh, audio commentary with the director and Je- Jerry Onco um, an interview with Jerry Onco raw on set footage Buddy Meets the Public feature TV trailer which is in HD TV spots a no smoking trailer 88 films trailer reel and a reversible sleeve um, the technical specs, well, it's an HD 1080p um, and audio is DTS HD MA Stereo 2.0. The movie is approx about an hour and 25 minutes long. Right, so that's got all that out of the way. Um, yeah, this is going to be a short review, ladies and gents. Um, I've finished the movie about half an hour ago, so I can probably just swing into my thoughts on it. And don't get me wrong, it seems like when I set that up, there's going to be a torrent of negativity coming this movie's way. And truth be told, that's not the case. Didn't actually hate this one at all. Um, it does have issues, and I think it's less the issues with this movie and just more the issues with this genre and the time the movie came out more than anything else. But... Um, so yeah, it, like the, the blurb said, basically this movie is about a kind of... Uh, a slaughterhouse for pigs um, it's a traditional kind of building that's been there for years employs a lot of people most of the people appear to be of the more kind of rednecky persuasion which I think is a horrible stereotype that just seems to be perpetuated on and on and you just have to accept that and go with it or you just you're never going to get into these movies um, but I, I at times think the characters are, you know, deliberately fucking dumbed down in a way which kind of feels a bit too cliche, even by 87 standards. But let's let's rein back from that, that level of criticism here. So basically, we're following about two, two or maybe three different stories here, essentially all the same story. And there's this idea of the, the land itself, the, the pig slaughterhouse is going to be sold off. Um... And we've got these teens in the area who are doing, like, let's see these videos, filming um, kind of horror-inspired content uh, for this big festival that's going to be happening about this time in the town. And what you get is Buddy, who is this very simplistic, yet very fucking hulking character uh, has taken it into his own that maybe if he gets rid of the people that are kind of threatening to sell off the the land, sell off the property, etc. The you know the eviction. Um, if he gets rid of these people, then what will happen is the property will retain where it is, and he will still have a job, etc., etc., etc. And he does this through various different methods of the skill set that he has, which is slaughtering pigs uh, or slaughtering livestock, so to speak. 
And first he seems to be doing this off himself, and then the owner of the kind of factory, who is also equally um, uh, kind of rednecky, he kind of catches on. He devises a plan that if they, instead of killing just teens, which they probably shouldn't do because that's bad, if they just kill off the main people involved with it, the local sheriff, the property owner, that, this sort of idea, then this will save the day. And this is the, the set up for it. And they go on, they go on the rampage. And yeah, that's that's really the the kind of layout of this story. Um, there are some things I quite dug about Slaughterhouse. If I'm honest, I thought some of the kills, albeit by '87 standards, the practical effects should be a lot better than this. Were actually kind of well done. They don't really try and do anything that is so absurd or so ludicrous that it doesn't work. You know, if a cleaver comes down and slashes someone, well, that person's body is you know, facing that character so it's back is to the camera when they turn around there's a spray of blood. That works for me. It's a simple effect, but it works for me. I don't need to see, like, really shitty fake effects. So, you know, that that to me works in its favour. Um, I think some of the dialogue is actually not terrible, to be honest. Some of the acting is above standard, particularly the owner of the, the, the kind of slaughterhouse himself, the older guy. He's a He's actually quite a good character. Um, I, I think he's played by Don Barrett, and he's brilliant in this one. I, I mean, he borders the line of what could be classed as cheesy dialogue and actually well-placed dialogue, and it seems the tone works very well in the movie for that reason. I mean, Buddy, the, the, the cleaver-wielding killer that is apparently endearing according to eight films, I could take or leave him, to be honest with you. As a character, he's not really holds any interest for me. Obviously his frame and the nods towards things like Texas Chaser Massacre are certainly there, but I was more interested in the older guy whose business was going out and his slow descent from, well, can we do this to, yeah, maybe we can do this to, to pure lunacy at the end of this movie where, you know, he's basically standing there with a, a, a like a knife in the mud in the rain um, trying to kill this girl and her father and being run over by a car, etc. I thought the last shot of this movie was shit. I really didn't like that. Oh, he's behind, he's behind you in the car. Oh, this is the big reveal that the, the killing will continue sort of thing was just a bit... Do we need that? Probably not. I would have much rather this was a self-contained story. And I don't know if there's a wink and a nod to potentially more movies after this, which never happened. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What else the movie actually does have in its favour is its humour. I actually think the kind of quirky late 80s tone of a mix between... It feels at times almost like if you're in the UK, this kind of wink-wink nudge-nudge towards the carry-on movies um, and and the actual kind of template, the archetypal template of a slasher movie works really well to its credit as well. So you've got, you've got that working to it, which was surprising to me, because when the goofy music kicked in, my eyes rolled and almost never came back. I was like, oh, here we go, the worst elements of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the worst elements of The Hills Have Eyes, the worst elements of The Last House on the left, the worst elements of, you know, the, sum, uh, the town that dreaded sundown, this kind of goofy hillbilly music, and, well, bumbling cops and all the rest. But actually... It juxtaposes really well with the, the slasher formula here in a way which didn't feel off-putting and if anything actually I think works to its credit and makes it watchable, I think. Don't want to go OTT here, it's not a great movie, but compared to our previous slasher movie, which I really did not like, this one felt like a step in the right direction. 
It does have some issues. Its big issues are there's a whole hell of a lot of who gives a fuck in this movie. I don't like any of the characters. I don't really want to see anything nice happen to any of the characters. I actually don't even care where anything bad happens to the characters. Um, and it has a real, real problem with that. It is cookie cutter at times to the point of I totally know what's about to come out of your mouth character. Um, and that's a bit frustrating. And there's nothing in here really that makes it a remarkable movie. Um, certainly, you have to give them credit for the limited budget that they had. Um, and, you know, what they could do at the time. And what they managed to do at the time, which I think is a, is a big deal from my perspective, is it's very, very difficult to... It's very difficult even back then to make a movie, but to be able to pull a movie in together which has the tonality that this does, um, to be able to bring in the special effects that it does, which aren't great but are not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, and get the runtime without feeling like you're padding, I think you deserve credit for doing that. But on the dim side, I feel that where some characters are brilliant in this one, all the teenage characters, which you usually follow in a slasher movie, we spend the next to zero time with any of them and as such don't care about any of them. And as a result, when we get our kind of quote-unquote final girl at the end, nothing feels merited, nothing feels justified, nothing feels earned in the movie. And I think that's an issue. I think that's a, a, a big issue. Also, when it got to the end, I kind of just felt like I'd killed a bit of time but not really been emboldened by watching this in any way, shape or form. So I kind of feel like these classics and the the Italian collection should be an opportunity for people to fill in the blanks of movies they've never seen before. And if you're going to be able to do that, then that's a cool thing. In the case of this one, the this is like... Does this movie deserve to be on Blu-ray? I'm sure it has a rabid fan base out there and that's awesome for them, but had this not been in the Slasher Classics collection, I would never have owned this movie. And I'd probably never want to own this movie. I think that's that's where I ultimately land overall with it. Certainly not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, just not a good one either. And Head and Shoulders better than the movie we tackled the last two weeks, which have just been an exercise in frustration from my point of view. Um, This one is a step in the right direction. I can't go like super far and say that I really liked this one, loved it, but I did like it. Um, And as a result of that, my grade has to be a three. Uh, I'm surprised that I'm saying that myself. I kind of thought in the first 10 minutes of watching the movie, this was going to be a hard pass, but... Um, I would say, unless you're a complete completist, I wouldn't rush out to check out Slaughterhouse, so it's not one that I would mark as high on the list of anyone wanting to do a deep dive into the slasher genre, and certainly you could put on a very strong case that this is kind of slasher adjacent and not fully a slasher movie, and I don't necessarily think I would argue with you on those points either. It certainly has merits and points which bring them into that subgenre without necessarily having both its feet in the pool, if you know what I mean. So yeah, a three for Slaughterhouse. Short review, but there's really not a lot to say about this one. I can't really talk about the cinematography because it's not really there. The special effects we've kind of talked about and the acting we've talked about, the score is goofy and ridiculous and at times got a bit annoying Um, and that's really all I can say about this movie 3 out of 5 for Slaughterhouse. I'm going to take my final break of this very short episode, I was expecting this to run a bit longer than it did uh, but when I come back I will be closing out the show and I'll be doing it right after this (laughs) 
You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been our 88 film slasher classic series looking at disc number 5, which was Slaughterhouse from 1987. That's that one in the bag, which means in two weeks' time we'll be looking at disc number six, a movie that I know very strongly by reputation, but this is another one I've never seen before, and we are kind of slowly sliding towards some more established um, exploitation directors, this one uh, coming from the great Fred Olin Ray. Uh, So this one, disc number six, in two weeks' time will be Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. According to the 88 Films website, it says, one of the most controversial classics of the video era comes to Blu-ray in this new director-supervised HD scan from the original 35mm materials. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers was heavily censored upon its UK release after British censors failed to appreciate the movie's mix of macabre gore and crimson caked comedy. Now unleashed in all of its uncensored glory, this colourful bout of carnage from ace B-movie expert Fred Olin Ray, uh, who did Scalps, brings together two of cinema's most beloved screen queens, and Michelle Baller from Nightmare Sisters and Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead. Quigley plays a stripper who is tricked by a private investigator that suspects she might know something about a slate of city-wide murders, whilst Burr's essay the, the prostitute servant of the shady cult leader. Uh, the catch? The newfound set worships the chainsaw and like nothing better than to sacrifice a few new victims. As such, a loyal, sanguine, loving lady takes to the streets and tries to pick up some horny Hollywood street cruisers, packed with babes, boobs, boobs and bloods and uh, highlighting a standout performance by Leatherface himself, Gunnar Hansen, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers belongs in the collection of any self-respecting splatter movie buff. This spe- uh, specific release is packed to the gunnels because it also has Linnea Quickly's Horror Workout, a bonus feature directed by Puppet Master Puppet Masters Kenneth Hall and stand the beautiful blonde icon of Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers in an alluring, creature-packed Fear Fitness video. Join former Playboy pin-up Linnea as she whips zombies and other monsters into shape, all with a little bit of cheeky and sexy charm that we'd expect from the legendary Scream Queen. What else is on this? is a brand new director overseeing restoration. We have brand new audio commentary with Fred Olinray and David Decotto. Uh, audio commentary with genre expert Cal Model, uh, director of Slice and Dice, the slasher film Forever, and Justin Kerthwell, um, author of Teenage Wastelands, the, the slasher film Uncut. It's got the original theatrical trailer, Fred Olin Ray's Night Owl Theatre, remembering Chainsaw Hookers 27 years later, HD featurette, archive making of documentary, and reversible sleeve with original poster art. Uh, this is region locked to region code B uh, and runs about, what's that, about an hour and 15 minutes. Ooh, I'm liking this movie already. Um, so yeah, that's the movie we'll be covering next. Very much looking forward to this one because like I say, I know it by reputation but have never seen it. It popped up quite a lot when looking at the video nasty stuff for doing the nasty a while ago of movies that were heavily censored by the UK. So I'm kind of looking forward to finally delving in and seeing what all the fuss is about. So that will be coming in two weeks time. Remember, next Sunday is another 88 Films Italian collection movie and we'll be looking at the kind of sleazy giallo amok 
There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say check us out on Apple Podcasts. Go across, subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. As well as leaving us a rating and a review. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn and Spotify. Come to our website, it's tputzcast.com and if you want to throw us some money and get some cool merch like posters and enamel pins, you can do that by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. Visit our Facebook pages. If you want to join in with the other listeners and the group page and interact and chat about movies and such like, you can do that by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. If all you want to know is when the shows are dropping, occasionally check out a live stream or a Thursday, Thursday live stream, then you want to be on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. And you can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Both can be followed at tputzcast. Thank you very much for checking out this show, ladies and gents. Feels good to round out another week of podcast content for you all which leaves me nothing else left to say except please take care of yourselves wherever you are what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off Yeah.